Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are talking step four, compassion with a focus on intuition. And this is Kelly Fox. I'm super excited to be here tonight. And with me, of course, I have my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we are happy to have you. Um, and be able to hear you uh, so beautifully because your voice is coming back. Yes, it is. (laughs) And we're super excited to have on a brand new guest coach with us tonight. I'm super excited to have her tell you all about how she is a Shiro. And so tonight we have on Gentry Potter. Hello, Gentry. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much for having me as your guest. Yes, super excited. I've been waiting for mo- a month, I think, or a month and a half to have you on. <laughs> so I'm, um, I'm so excited to have you and to hear all about um, how you um, approach compassion and intuition. But first, why don't you uh, just tell our listeners um, about you and what it is that you do. Yeah, so I am a women's empowerment coach, and it really is about being the hero of your own story, and it's really unlearning the stories or the limiting beliefs or the way that we thought things should look and learning a new way of being, and that can be in your physical, mental, spiritual, or emotional well-being, and I just have a lot of fun helping women to Uh, really find the courage to be their best version of themselves and and to let go of the past and create a new way of being. It's pretty awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And I I, uh, follow Gentry on Facebook, and I love everything that you put out. And you also collaborate with a lot of people, which I also love. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I I feel that – it just it's more fun that way, first of all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but many hands make light work. You know, we all have our gifts and things that we can offer and share. And I really teach to 12 key areas. So to have uh, different experts that I can bring in, um, whether it's through my interviews that I do on Facebook Live or through um, the new membership course that I'm launching, I can talk about later. Um, but just bringing in the different aspects and the different viewpoints and the different experiences is so much more fun and more powerful, I think, than just doing it myself. So, yeah, I, I love to collaborate. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I totally I agree, agree with, with you. so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Thank why I, I, I look for all kinds of amazing people that I can connect with on Facebook or here in, in you know, my community through the networking groups that we're involved in so that we can have them on the show and really expose our audience to lots and different points of view and just be way more expansive in what they think about these 12 steps. Because, I mean, this is our fifth year doing this. So 
just hearing us talk about the same 12 steps <laughs> isn't as fun as hearing from all these different amazing people that I'm able to or Terry's able to come in contact with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just makes things more interesting, too, because I think everyone has their own unique story and their own unique experiences that give everything a new outlook. So you might have looked at the same thing five times, but with a different conversation and a different perspective. And I think that's how we learn and grow best is from, from others. Mm-hmm. Terry, were you going to say something? Well, I was just thinking that it's uh, I, I've come to this opinion as I've worked with a, a variety of people that are, are coaches working with women and helping to empower them to live the life that they, they were meant to live. And I think every time I hear a new perspective or see the the principles of truth through different lenses, it helps to solidify that, um, that validates in your soul what your purpose is. Because the truth is the truth. And people say it in different ways with different, maybe different words or different stories, but it comes down to loving ourselves and loving others and that's really our purpose here on the earth and there's so many ways to to look at that and to manifest that and that's why I think it really helps to collaborate with like-minded people that are are really searching for ways to come to that realization of their value and their potential to put love out into the world into the universe and so every time I hear a new person uh, and collaborate with a new person. It just helps to validate that that passion that uh, of service and and reaching out to particularly women and and my coaching business as well to um, help them to see their value. And it doesn't matter where they are in their lives, whether they're young or middle aged or in the second act of their life, like I am. There's never a block that can't help you to grow and to. Uh, magnify that passion that you have and to be able to make a difference in the world. So I think that's my main reason for collaborating with so many different people because we're all speaking the same truth and it's Mm -hmm. wonderful Mm -hmm. to see it through different perspectives, you know, and different stories and how our humanity is what brings us together. And I love that. So I love hearing you say that as well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Everything you just said. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super cool. So let's start with that expansion. And how how do you use compassion in your life or with your clients or in your um just with how you present your your message? You know, it's interesting um, that we're having this conversation because it seems like one of those words that has been there in the background, but only in the last month or so has really come to the foreground in my awareness of really taking Mm. a good close look at that word. And it actually came from a winter solstice uh, women's circle that I participated in with a friend who was leading. And... um, what kept coming up for me was compassionate curiosity. And I just thought, huh, what is that? What does that mean? And so as I've been really diving into that phrase, if you will, putting that compassionate or or compassion together with curiosity, it really comes back to 
uh, whether it's for myself or for my clients or for my family or even someone driving down the road. It doesn't matter who I come across. It's being in that space of why is that person acting or reacting the way that they are and how can I choose to act or react in response? And just being mm-hmm. in that curiosity of that person, I don't know who they are or I might know who they are, you know, if it's my family member, I suppose, but not in every situation, right? I may or may not know who mm-hmm. they are. Even if I do know who they are, I may or may not know, you know, what their day was like or what, um, what's coming up for them. And when I'm in that compassionate curiosity, I'm really in that space of, of wonder versus reaction, right? I'm in that space of, mm-hmm. you know, why is that person acting or reacting the way they are, that they are? And how can I be more compassionate towards them regardless of how they're responding to me? And it really mm-hmm. changes the dynamic of that experience with them because you just innately have this compassion on them regardless of how things are happening. So, for example, um, you know, if my kids are being really snarky and just having an attitude, instead of my instant reaction being, you know, snapping back at them or, you know, getting mad at them or something like that, I can go, you know, I wonder why they're responding that way. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe they're hungry. Maybe they're just having an attitude and it really, but maybe it's really not about me, right? It's Mm -hmm. a lot of times we make things about us it's in our nature to be Mm self-protecting right and so when we can really just take that pause that comes with that even that word compassionate or that phrase compassionate curiosity take Mm -hmm. that pause to even say right and so when you even think right yeah even when you think it or say it out loud it really gives you that moment to say you know how, how do I want to be in this moment right now? Is it perfect all the time? No, but it just gives you in that moment to be present with yourself and with that person and say, okay, how do I want to be with this person right now? How do I, be, how do I want to be with myself right now? And am I showing yeah. up in the way that I want to? And we're all human I, beings, right? Like I'm not exempt. <laughs> I am not right. perfect. Yeah. I have my moments <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, I probably could have refrained from that swear word or I probably could have, you know, toned it down a little bit or, you know, we, we're all human and we're all going to continue being human. So as long as we're all human here, I think we're okay. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ultimately just giving ourselves permission also with ourselves, right, to say, you know what, I'm imperfect and I can have compassion on how I'm showing up right now and being in that yeah. curiosity of why am I showing up that way? Why am I reacting that way when I, I know better, right? So that's mm-hmm. what compassion really is, is meaning for me right now is just that curiosity of how I connect with myself, how I connect with everyone that I come in contact with, and being in that continual reminder to myself, like, oh, that's right. I want to I show up with compassion and not the way yeah. that I mm-hmm. might be otherwise. Yeah, I yeah, think for me right beautiful. now... And some of the some of the things that I'm engaged in right now, I'm involved with city government, which I've never been involved with before. And there's people that I've come in contact that I really question their motives, and and uh, mm-hmm. people are telling me these things about them. And it's like, well, if I'm going to have compassion, see their innocence, and I want to recognize that they are just trying to get their needs met, perhaps it's inappropriate, 
but they're trying to get their needs met. So how can I have compassion, see their innocence as a human being, just like you said, why, why are they acting that way? And then uh, be able to react that from that, that space in my soul rather than reacting from, you know, just being irritated or, or wondering why they're behaving that way. It's like seeing each person's innocence and then turning that around and seeing my own innocence as well. And knowing that as a human being, there's sometimes we're going to react to get our needs met that may not be the way we want to show up in that space. So that awareness that you're talking about, just being aware, which to me is like being curious and, mm-hmm. and really looking at, at uh, compassion for people because they're just doing the best they can. And even mm-hmm. if it's hurtful, it's not about us. It's about them and what they're mm-hmm. experiencing and how they're, they're, you know, seeing themselves and maybe they have no compassion for themselves. And this is how they're feeling better about themselves because they're acting in this way that may be inappropriate, but it's so true. And I, I love that word curiosity. I'm a retired school teacher and my whole career was helping kids to be curious and that's how they learn, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, I just love that word mm-hmm. curious. So I'm going to, I'm going to take that from you and add that to compassion. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, you just, you beautifully described the, using the first four steps, you know, your awareness and willingness to, um, to do something about it. You connected with yourself. Um, and, and then, you know, um, expressed compassion for yourself and for the person you're dealing with. And so I just think that that, that was just um, a great example of how the, the steps can work um, together. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, and can I add to, um, to Terry what you were saying? When I Absolutely. think of the word react, like I, I kind of see it as react versus respond because mm-hmm. I feel like react is more of there's no thought behind it, right? Like if someone right. cuts me off, if I'm reacting, it's just instantaneous. It's like the subconscious, I might not even realize where it came from, and sometimes mm-hmm. it might surprise me. <laughs> yeah. You know, just like mm-hmm. innate, like, yeah. whoa, where, you know, where did that come from? Yeah. Versus responding yeah. is giving myself that two seconds to say, you know, that person just cut me off, and I could totally be a jerk right now, but I'm going to choose not to. Right. And so yeah. it's kind of, you know, that compassionate curiosity is also, you know, inviting ourselves to decide, do I want to be reactive or do I want to respond? And yeah. getting in that habit of being more in responsive, responsiveness versus reaction. It just right. feels and different and it feels better. In our nature, mm-hmm. too, some of us are more reactive than others. And just mm-hmm. that awareness, you know, that um, some people, like I, I tend to be a reactive person and that's part of my challenge is to to take a breath, to walk away, to excuse myself, to whatever I can do, whatever tools I can use to give myself that space to not react. But it's, if you have a willingness, be aware of that. And then be able to respond in, from a space of love and, and compassion and and being willing to, to recognize that, you know, that that's one of the, my challenges is to respond rather than react. Some people... That's not a challenge for them as much. So we each have our, you know, our, our natures or our, our personalities or our, you know, the way our cells work together. 
And uh, right. and that was something I learned about myself when I when I began to have compassion for myself and mm-hmm. realize my value and love myself that I didn't want to be that reactive person because that caused right. me pain and it caused others pain. And it was that, right. that well, it, it didn't come though until I had compassion for myself. So it, it's like, you know, that, that recognition that you are a good person. You, you know, there's no reason that you have to be that way. Anger doesn't have to be your first reaction. You can learn and respond from a space of love if you love yourself. So that was my big, my big transformation came the day that I understood that I had value and I could love myself. And then I could, from that overflow, love others without that react anger or disappointment or discouragement, whatever that reaction was. So I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because that was a big turning point for me in my journey and my transformation. Right. Well, and I absolutely agree with that because, um, I think a lot of us are trained to be reactive. It's just either, mm-hmm. you know, comes from our upbringing or it comes from societal training or not everyone is, but more of us than not, I I would say. But like you said, it's something that can be untrained and it just mm-hmm. takes that awareness of understanding like, oh, this is not who I want to be and this is why people are mirroring, mirroring this back to me mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. feel good. And where is that coming from? And so... Yeah. Yeah, it's really getting to the root of, like, what is that underneath all of that? Like, is it anger? Is it uh, self-loathing? Like, and maybe it's mm-hmm. a layering, right? Maybe there's a lot of, yeah. like, yeah. peeling back the onion, right? Just layer after layer. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like mm-hmm. no matter how much work you've done, you're still doing the work. Like, I'm still doing Absolutely. the work, right? But it's Absolutely. it's um, that awareness of, okay, this part is not is not working and and what part do I own in this and what part do I let go of? So, yeah, definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's yeah. definitely where your intuition can play a role of supporting you in that, in that awareness process of what is truly you and what is not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Are you going to say something, Terry? No. Oh, okay. I thought maybe. Yeah, I think intuition is a big play um, into really discovering who we who we are. You know, it. it, You know, depending on how you um, what you refer to as your intuition, um, I somewhat think of it as you know my true my true inner self, my my uh, you know that voice that whispers to me of like, hey Kelly, um, do this. You know, um, and so I think when we can really listen to the core of who we are um, and listen to that little voice that whispers to us, then we can really start to discover who we are and what is our our calling, you know, in this life and what is um, how is that that mode of, um, you know, of interacting with ourselves and with the world what do we want that to be? How do we want to show up? And, um, and I think compassion is definitely a step in that, um, you know, forgiving ourselves for, you know, the times where we're, you know, very human (laughs) and, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and helping us move into, you know, the, the, you know, the more, more truer self that we want to be. 
Absolutely. And I think it's interesting to note that no matter where you're at, if you're just discovering even what intuition is or feels like or looks like for you, or if you're somewhere down the road of maybe you're somewhere in the middle and you're going, okay, I think I know what this is, but I'm still trying to explore it. Or I feel like it might be different for everyone, but it's also kind Mm -hmm. of just this knowing of, I don't know, i Maybe it is different for everyone, but I feel like for me, um, it can come in different ways. Like it might come mm-hmm. as a few experiences building up on one another. And just so like for me, for example, um, so 2019, right, I thought, oh, my phrase is going to be compassionate curiosity actually was my plan. <laughs> and God, <laughs> my higher power is like, actually, that's nice. And you do need that, but we need to focus on uh, confidence and I'm like I thought I was pretty Mm. confident like what what is that all about Mm -hmm. um and someone's pointed out to me too it might be me up leveling my own confidence but it might be also me um understanding that that's something I get to teach others and so I'm like "Hmm, okay Mm -hmm. but it's been interesting too that it's been layer upon layer it's like all these little things and probably since November like I signed up for a retreat in November, but I didn't experience it until this last weekend, but I had no idea at the time, right, that any of this would be the thing, and then I started taking these um, dance classes. I haven't done dance for, like, 19 or so years, and all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I'm doing dance, and then I had an experience. Yeah, it's super fun. Like, it's kind of becoming an addiction (laughs) in a good way, (laughs) Um, and then I was uh, the week after uh, Christmas, we went to visit my in-laws in St. George, Utah. They just moved there recently. And we were out hiking around their, their area. And it's such a pretty area. They have um, petroglyphs and they have dinosaur footprints just out their back steps. It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. And so we were just kind of walking around. And I looked down because I was actually looking for rocks. I'm, I don't know, I kind of get nerdy about stuff sometimes. And so I was like, oh, these are like these blue limestones. Those are different. Those are cool. And oh, look at this lava rock, right? So just kind of having fun exploring and being a kid in the moment. And I look down and I see this little fiery reddish orange stone. And it's actually kind of the size of a small spearhead. And so I was like, well, that's different. Like there's nothing else like that around it. So I, mm-hmm. I pick it up and I I uh, get back to Wi-Fi and I ask a friend of mine who does um, a lot of energy work with stones, and she said, oh, that's a really powerful orange agate. And I was like, huh, I wonder what that is. So I, I did a search, and everything about it was around confidence. And I was like, okay, mm. <laughs> got it. <laughs> well, apparently there's something here. So, yeah, yeah it's been really interesting. Um, but my point in bringing that up is, you know, sometimes it happens in a span of, a period of time. Sometimes it's immediate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's with a conversation with another person. It can happen in a in a lot of different ways. Some people, it's the same experience for them. Like maybe they get it in dreams or different ways. So it's really, you know, allowing yourself to tune in. Like how does your higher power or your higher self communicate to you? Maybe it's multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one really direct way. And just allowing that to come in. Um, and if you're feeling like things aren't happening or you're not getting that intuition, 
maybe that's an invitation to say, hey, where am I out of alignment? Am I overworked? Am I overtired? Um, Am I not allowing some quiet space? Am I needing to, you know, take a drive and just get away from my house or my workspace or whatever chaos so I can get away from the noise, right? um, Maybe put my phone away or whatever that might look like. And you'll start hearing things. Things will start happening. It may not be immediate, Mm -hmm. but you never know. Yeah, I love that. that You said said that because uh, this year, my, my word for this year is alignment. So when you said that, it's just like, Oh, there's my word. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it came to me over time as well. But it's every time I turn around, there's something that's just blaringly clear to me, uh, either through, you know, and I feel like my intuition comes from God and, and that, that that's the way that he communicates with me to help me to be true to my soul. And, and it comes in a variety of ways, and I think it's being open to those possibilities and seeing those things around you and hearing and feeling those things that that give you that quiet assurance that yeah this is this is meant to be, and being willing to be flexible and and say, "Oh, mate, you know, like you said, you thought it was a compassionate curiosity, but now you're you're getting this really clear message that it's confidence, and now, well, what does that mean? Confidence for whom?" confidence for others, confidence for myself, and just, you know, being open to the possibilities that that might bring to you, uh, both for your life and for others that you touch. So I, I'm i just looking, all, I'm looking and, and open and saying, well, alignment, okay, what does that mean? I think that means aligning my, um, you know, my my human reality with my spiritual journey, or is that aligning my, you know, my thoughts with my actions? Is it aligning my my words with my uh, feelings, you know, so, I mean, there's so many ways to be in alignment and it just keeps expanding. And so the more I, the more I listen, the more I look and feel, the more confidence I have that that is my journey for this year is to find that alignment in my life. So, yeah, I think that's so cool that you found that rock. I mean, that is, I know, right. I I was like, I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's an arrowhead, too. And it's just such an unusual Mm -hmm. stone that you don't normally see as an arrowhead. So it's just like, huh, apparently I was to find that, right? So it's just really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was hearing you talking, too, it made me think, you know, I really feel that intuition and gratitude kind of work in much the same way. It's one of those Uh things that when you're looking for it, you find it. And when mm-hmm. you're not looking and you're not trying to, you know, really pay attention, you miss it, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. it can be in the simplest, smallest of ways and just noticing those little things that pop up that, oh, there it is. Oh, yeah, there it is. Mm, that's interesting, right? And so mm-hmm. um, it's it's kind of a practice. It's a, And it's one of those things, too, that alignment, right, that if we're not paying attention, we kind of fall out of line. And when we start mm-hmm. paying attention again, it's like, oh, there it is again. Okay, that feels good. And so it's yeah. kind of staying in that space of regular practice and awareness so that it doesn't become lost to us. Because it's one of those things like gratitude is everywhere, right? Intuition is mm-hmm. everywhere. But if we lose sight of it, it's like all of a sudden it's like everything falls apart. And you're like, what is happening, right? Like I don't know if you've ever had that mm-hmm. where you have those days mm-hmm. and you're just like, what is going on? 
And then you realize like, oh, when was the last time I really tuned in? When was the last time I showed gratitude? Right? It's just it's so interesting mm-hmm. how they kind of parallel each other. Yeah. 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 I'm absolutely it's, loving this conversation, ladies, but we only have three minutes left. <laughs> wow. That went fast. <laughs> yes. I know. It goes so fast. Do you think 30 minutes? That's that's a long well, time, but it's not. It's <laughs> a good thing. Uh, well, and I do this all the time, so I'm a gabber. I'm sorry. But um, no, we're oh, going well, to do it again next week. So. <laughs> yes. Luckily, listeners, we are having Gentry next week as well. So Woo-hoo. we will get to hear some more from her. Super excited about that. <laughs> but Gentry, is there is there anything that you would like to say before we leave um, about compassion or intuition um, that you'd like to leave with our listeners? Um, you know, I was trying to think of a couple of tools that are really simple, whether you're a beginner or you're a novice. Just, And maybe some people already have these tools or maybe it's a little tweak to a tool you already use. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw these two simple things out there. So the first one is really just whether you do this in meditation or you do this when you escape your kids or whatever that looks like, um, you know, maybe it's when you lock yourself in the bathroom, whatever that needs to look like, right? Um, mm-hmm. But just really paying attention to what your body is doing on a subconscious level, right? So if you feel like you have knots in your stomach or you have tightness in your body somewhere or even good, it doesn't have to be negative, right? It could be good feeling. Um, pay attention to that. And what is that communicating to you? Your body mm-hmm. is so intelligent, right? And it carries not only the physical, but it carries that mental, emotional, and spiritual, Right. And so if you're feeling like you're lacking that um, alignment or that intuition that you're looking for or you're struggling with that compassion with yourself or whatever the thing is, pay attention because your body can tell you what's happening. Right. And you usually know, like it's tied to maybe you're stressed about money or you're stressed about a relationship or whatever, but it's communicating to you. Or if you get sick even, right, like this is the season, mm-hmm. right? Um, as, as she's coughing, <laughs> yeah, it's like the perfect yeah. timing. Coffee. Thank you. <laughs> um, but really paying attention, right? <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. is that trying to tell you? Like, is it an, an invitation to slow down? Is it an invitation to get quiet? Right. So, so really tuning into your body. And then the second tool is, um, I call it God journaling. Some people call it angels. Whatever your source is, whatever feels good to you. Um, it could be universe, whatever. But Um, God journaling is this amazing tool that has really done awesome things for me in my life. Um, And I I need to be better at practicing it on the regular, but it's one of those things that when I'm feeling stuck, right, when I'm feeling out of alignment, I'm feeling like things are not moving, um, I'm not getting the answers that I need, and there's just not that clarity, I'll sit down and it's almost like a prayer meets a meditation, meets a brain dump, meets a journaling session all in one. And you're literally wow. just writing out, yeah. And it can be like maybe you have one question or maybe you have a lot of questions. And this could take 15 minutes or this could take 15 hours, right? Like you're coming back to it or I don't mm-hmm. know. But it's you're writing down what's the question, right? Like maybe it's how can I have more compassion on myself? How can I have compassionate curiosity? It could be how am I going to get money for this thing next week? Whatever the thing needs to be. You're writing down the question, and then you're just listening. And it might be, and here's the thing, is some people kind of argue, well, how do I know if it's me answering 
or if it's my higher power, it doesn't matter. Like if you're getting an answer, then it's an answer, right? And so Mm -hmm. you're just taking down the answer. And what's interesting is you may not like the answer. (laughs) You might say, well, wait a minute. And so you just keep asking, well, what does that mean, right? If maybe you didn't like the answer, well, this is the answer. Or maybe you don't hear anything and you're like, okay, what the crap, right? Like, why am I not getting an answer? Mm -hmm. It might be that you just need to get the question out of your head and onto paper and really create that space for the answer to come in. And it might come later from an experience. It might come from another person. Like I said, I mean, my experience with the whole um, confidence, it was a series of events, right? And Mm -hmm. so it's just being open to what that can look like, right? Like we were saying before, open to those different possibilities. And before you know it, an entire thing can unfold for you and, and answers will come. And so it's getting in that practice of physically really connecting that physical, spiritual, and mental, emotional again and going, okay, I'm physically taking it out of my brain and putting it onto paper. I'm inviting this opportunity. I might be feeling it in my body. What does that feel like? Right. And just really noticing Mm -hmm. what's showing up. It's really, really a powerful tool. Yeah. It sounds awesome. I, I've heard of brain dumps, but I haven't heard of, of that, um, of that. And I think that that, that could definitely work for me. I'm excited to try it. Awesome. Thank you. Um, Terry, I'm sorry. I don't, we don't have any time for you to give a last, (laughs) a last word, (laughs) but, um, fortunately we do have Gentry coming back with us next week so we can hear more from her. And if you guys have any questions for her, please put them on our Facebook page. Um, and she'll be here to answer them. So, um, thank you everybody for coming this week. Please return And remember, until next week, everyone, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Thank you. Thank you.